0: The opinions expressed by the host of the show are his and his only, but we do hope you agree with those. And remember, past performance does not guarantee future results. We'll begin with a spin, traveling in the world of my creation. What we'll see will define explanation. Welcome to episode 17 of Hobby Quick Hits Podcast. I'm your host, John Newman. Uh, You know, when I came up with this show, I I said, you know, being it's a smaller uh, show, uh, 10, 15, 20 minutes max, uh, I said I wasn't really going to come up with a set schedule, and I guess I I don't really have one, but it seems like we're kind of settling in on releasing on Tuesdays. I know last week, I think, I came out Wednesday, but somewhere that Tuesday, Wednesday, just before the big Friday Sports Card Nation. For those of you tuning in, and for maybe the first time, uh, I, we have a bigger show called Sports Card Nation with an interview guest each and every week. Goes about an hour, hour and a half. This show is the kid brother of that show where we have really no ads and no guests, and it's just me picking one topic and kind of going off on a tangent. Get in, get out real quick. Very consumable. Uh, you know, uh, so far so good. We've done well each week. We are trending uh, a little bit more with the listens. We're not quite anywhere near where Sports Car Nation is, but we're we're catching up a little bit. Maybe I don't know. But uh, again, uh, you know, we're, we're it's it's a good opportunity to kind of do what's on my mind. I'm old. So sometimes I have to turn on the mic before I actually forget what I'm thinking or write it down. You know, I'm the guy that walks into the room with a purpose and then you get in there and you forget what you came in there for. Right. I I hope I'm not the only one that happens to. So you got to back out of the room. Right. Then the light bulb comes on. You remembered what you went in there for? And I don't know about you, but I have to run back in the room before I forget a second time. So this is kind of what the show is. Whatever's on my mind, I turn the mic on and we just riff about it. And I try to keep it brief and compared to our older brother, longer guest driven show. And uh, we've done that uh, thus far. Today's show is going to be about the grading field of cards and not so much How you know, I already did a show uh, earlier on. Exactly, it's episode one. Episode one of this show is grading submission tips. So, we've already done that. I'm not going to revisit that, but this show is going to be about grading, but what it can mean, how it works, how it can change your inventory, that sort of thing. Sort of the, the navigating the field, not so much the tips about. Putting under LED light and and a magnifying glass and two inspections. That that's all. If you want that stuff, great. I, I'd be happy to give it to you. Check out episode one of this show, grading submissions and tips. This show is going to be more about how it's kind of changed the game, how to navigate the current landscape, and and that sort of thing. So, again, if you know anything about your my history, you might. I've heard this story already, but in 1992, I had a store, uh, brick and mortar, and one of my good customers came in with a Beckett graded card, and sort of new to me. I have heard about grading, but I really didn't give it much thought. I thought it was a fad, <laughs> truth be told. Uh, I thought it would go away. I thought it would be gone as quick as it showed up. I thought it was insane. That you send your card to someone else, pay them your money, and they tell you what condition your own card is. I always thought, I can do this myself. If I'm making a sale between myself and another individual, we both can go over the condition and agree on on, on something. And I thought grading was just a money grab, which it, which it actually might still be. But I really thought it was a money grab fad that would kind of fade away, not be... Uh, what we know it is today, and and I'm, I was wrong, obviously. I'm a guy who can admit when he's wrong. I mentioned, you know, even with the ETOPS 2020 project, I was lukewarm going into that. I predicted that uh, wrongly. That's the beauty of this hobby. No matter how long you're in it, just when you think you know, you don't know, or you get a curveball thrown at you. So I swung and missed at what I thought would be a fad called grading, And it's funny, I went from that stance, folks, to being huge on grading. I'd probably say, man, that's a good question to ask myself. Uh, I'd probably say I'm almost 50-50 graded cards to raw cards as far as my inventory. It's not a small inventory. And when I say that, I'm not talking about all my commons and, and, you know, cards that stay in, Monster boxes that, that are just your, your everyday base comments. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking star cards, semi stars, even. That's probably 50 50. I grade a lot. Seems like I have a few submissions, uh, every month, uh, for the last couple of years. I really kind of transition, get my stuff in there and getting slabbed. I'll talk about why here in a second. Uh, let's talk about the, the landscape. You know, there's, truthfully, folks, there's only three viable grading card companies, PSA, Beckett Graded, and SGC. And, you know, a lot of people like to bag on SGC. They have full disclosure, they are a sponsor of of Sports Card Nation. But I'd be saying this regardless. They are full-fledged right there. The gaps between their prices realized and PSA have closed significantly. On some cards, SGC has actually brought more in, on certain cards in auction. Um, you know, we can talk about all the scandals and stuff, but we'll save that for another day. Uh, if I go off on that tangent, the short show becomes a lot longer. I, I don't want to do that today. But there's three companies you can send your cards with. And if you get good grades back, your, your cards uh, can be liquidated or sold uh, for currency rather, rather easily, okay? Now, if you get a bad grade, I don't care whose name is on the slab, it, it's going to be a tougher sell. That's just the, the nature uh, of the beast. And so you got three choices. You know, everyone likes different ones for different reasons. Some dislike some for different reasons, okay. Again, the beauty of the hobby is choice, you know, and when you think about grading, you have three choices, right? When you think about the hobby, you really don't have that choice, Uh, you know, you got monopolies on on sports, you know, Topps has got baseball, Panini's got the basketball and the football licensee, and Upper Deck has the hockey, of the hockey, so when you want to buy a, a baseball product, yes, I know about Panini and Donruss and Donruss Optic and select. But as far as licensing goes with logos, you only have Tops. When you want basketball cards, you only have Panini. Football, you only have Panini. Hockey, you only have Upper Deck. With grading, you have multiple choices, but really, it's those three that I mentioned. And so, the number one reason people grade myself included it obviously bumps up the value of that card especially with uh, a grade we've recently seen a phenomenon even nines that were once kind of looked down upon as up didn't make the cut as, as a 10 those have tremendously increased in value uh this year along with a lot of other things in the hobby truth be told but nines have really picked up the pace and uh you know, a lot of nines, I'll be honest with you, I had a lot of nines uh, kind of sitting in the box that I've recently uh, took out of there that were collecting dust that recently brought decent money, either auction or just outright sales. And so uh, it's crazy uh, where the grading hobby has kind of uh, impact. I mean, there's, you know, all three companies are now backlogged with, with submissions and, and it's insane how, how, where grading has such a foothold in the hobby. And I'm, you know, if you think that's a problem, I'm obviously part of the problem as a submitter. And it's funny to think back to the 1992 version of me and where I am today. Uh, it's, it's crazy to think about that, but it is what it is. It's too important and too viable part of the hobby right now. Now, whether you partake in it or not, You can't honestly sit there and say it's not uh, one of the bigger things uh, in the hobby. Now, you may not do it. You may not own graded cards, submit graded cards, or buy graded cards. But graded cards are a huge force in this hobby. And uh, unlike the 1992 version of me who thought it was going away then, it's here to stay. And, uh, again, I was wrong, Uh, you know, 27 years ago, and here we are 28 years ago, actually, here we are 28 years later. And it's a huge part of the hobby and not just vintage, you know. At first, it was like, well, it makes sense for vintage. Some of the conditions of these cards are so debatable, it eliminates that argument and that debate. But it's huge in the modern and current market as well. And actually, majority of what I have for, for graded card inventory is modern cards. I have some vintage too. I don't want to make it all the modern. So a little bit of my background. Well, how, well, John, how can you speak to about graded cards? What's your resume with graded cards? You just told us in 1992, you thought it was dumb. You're right. But here's the thing. I've submitted over 4,000 cards uh, for grading now. Uh, truth be told, uh, like I said, I have a good amount of, of graded card inventory i think about a thousand cards uh definitely four figures in slab cards and that's what's selling them each and every day i get new ones i sell inventory i replace i i submit cards uh and get uh, my own cards uh encased and, and slabbed and so it's just an in going out and uh, i just posted this on my twitter page on the sports card nation side. The other day, and I sat down uh, last week, uh, one night and just crunched some numbers. And since January 1st, 2020, I've sold, I think it's just under $15,000 in slab cards, uh, graded cards that, you know, I've sold more than that, but just graded sales, uh, just slightly under uh, $15,000. Thousand uh, dollars, and uh, you know that's my best year ever uh, as far as slab, not sales go, but as far as slab card sales go. And we are just in June here; we have six months uh, to go, uh, and so you know if I'm, we're on pace for thirty thousand. Now I'm not saying we'll hit that, or we will, or we won't. But that's the pace we're setting: thirty k just on slab cards and um, so if you don't think it's important to me or you know it's crucial uh, I think that that answers that question at least from a personal uh, point of view and you know grading cards can insanely can affect the value of a card when you have a you know a Vladimir Guerrero the no twenty 2019 top series two pretty famous card in today's day and age you know raw that card goes for you know twenty, thirty, maybe even forty bucks now. That thing grades a ten, you're looking at triple triple digit. It's a twenty nineteen card. It should, you know, unless you beat it up or you get unlucky or it comes out damaged in the pack, you know, there should be some a lot of tens of that. And there are, there are a lot of tens. But yet the demand for that card in it in a graded ten makes it triple the value of of the Raw, and that's just one example. We can, you know, I, I recently literally purchased a, a, a Capo Caco. I'm a huge Rangers guy. Uh, and I po- purchased a Series 1 Upper Deck Young Guns Canvas uh, with the purpose of honestly just keeping that in my PC, which I don't have a lot of PC, if at all, just a, a few guys. But that was a card that I was planning just kind of to keep. And I got that card. As a matter of fact, I, I'm here in Syracuse, and I bought I bought it on eBay, and it was literally at my house, like in a day, because the person I bought it from also resides here in the Syracuse area. So I got that thing almost instantaneously, a day or two. And when I opened it up, you know, I bought a raw card, and when I opened it up, I was amazed at what shape. It was in really, really, really decent shape. And I really wasn't even planning on grading it per se. And I was just so nice. I said, I'm going to, I was already submitting, getting an order already to submit to, to SGC. I'm like, I'm going to throw this in there. I think it's going to grade well. And it wound up pulling a gold label, Pristine 10, which, truth be told, is there their highest level I I, some will argue it's not but I will argue it's the equivalent of a black label for for Beckett so it it pulled a a gold label I still have it but I'm gonna be honest with you that card went from you know raw 40 50 60 bucks to probably five six hundred some people might even uh, evaluate it at seven hundred dollars on in that gold label and uh, You know i still have it i really haven't uh, marketed it or or, you know i might post it hey check this card out type of thing but i really haven't put a price on it or tried to sell it or or anything like that and so um but that's that's what the difference grading can make with certain cards and sometimes just that even that half point grade or point grade obviously makes the world the difference and it's a very important aspect to what I do now with, with Newman Card, which is the business uh, side of what I do. And, um, you know, it's no turning back for me. Grading will be something I do uh, the rest of the way forward till I'm not doing this uh, anymore. And I understand some people don't like it. Some people, it's not for them. It's not their cup of tea. And that's the beauty of the hobby. I don't, I don't even try to convince that person. I might, if they ask me questions, I'll answer it. I do this show if that that particular person wants to listen in and get kind of the other side of the aisle, When I'm not a salesman, I'm, I don't, I'm not pushy with that regards to each their own. That's the beauty of the hobby is I don't look at someone who doesn't grade uh, in a negative fashion. That's their own personal choice you know it's not cheap truth be told you know you're, you're getting card slabs if you do it to even the economy fashion you're still looking at double digits a card if that card doesn't grade as high as you anticipated you're sort of like gambling you you scratched off a ten dollar lottery ticket and you didn't really hit uh, i was kind of a loser or you might have got five dollars back on your ten dollar ticket you know um or not even if that card doesn't grade out very well. And then there's also that chance you scratch that $10 lottery ticket, it becomes a hundred bucks or more potential, uh, depending on the card. Like the example I gave with that gold label, uh, caco So grading's here to stay. I'm I'm well versed, uh, in this subject. If I may say so myself, if you have any questions, uh, I have no problem explaining it to you. Um, uh, answering any questions you have. It, heck, if you want to jump on one of some of my, my submissions, I'm not even uh, opposed to that. Just reach out uh, to the show. To me, I'm, I'm not hard to find. Uh, Hits Hobby on, on Twitter or at SportsCardNatty1 or just search Sports Podcast Hobby Quick Hits Podcast, you'll find me. If you enjoyed the show, and I hope you do, uh, feel free to please leave a, a positive review on any platform. You enjoy listening to the show too. And like I said, we're, it seems like we're settling in sort of on a Tuesday, Wednesday kick. So uh, we may see you next Tuesday or maybe next Wednesday or whenever the itch has me to scratch. All right, folks, take care. Be well. We'll see you next time. Happy Trails Trails to